0: Welcome to More Than Ink. Hey, did you know that Jesus said that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are going to come in us and make their home in us?
1: Wait, all three? All? Three. How can that be?
0: Yeah, I know, that's kind of crazy.
1: Did he d- really say that?
0: He really did say that, and he said it today in John 14. On, on More Than, Than Ink. Ink.
1: Welcome. This is More Than Ink. I'm Dorothy.
0: And I'm Jim.
1: And so we want you to, to pull up a chair at the table with us and, and as we dig into John 14 and begin to talk about deeply about loving and yeah, keeping and abiding in the stuff. Word of God.
0: And it helps if you have a cup of coffee. Just a second.
1: It does. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> ah,
0: that's good. So yeah, this is our informal take on John and John 14. We did John 14 uh, beginning of it last week. And uh,
1: and it doesn't break where we broke it. I mean, it actually moves very smoothly that even the the verse numbers are kind of arbitrary.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly so we're just we're just going to dive in no preludes here we go we know where that we're in the upper room with the apostles and okay, stuff okay but like if that. you
1: remember jesus had said now don't go on living in a state of being troubled your heart because are troubled. believing in me is the antidote to that
0: right and and remember what troubled their hearts was jesus announcement that he's leaving uh, i'm going away and he very very powerfully said uh, well yes and no <laughs> So by well, the, so, by the end of the first half, he's saying, you know the the problem with the separation isn't really a problem because I'm going to be in you and you're going to be in me and the, in 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 and there we go so, and I'm
1: going away, but I'm coming back for you. And in the meantime, you're going to live a particular way because you believe in me and I'm going to send you a helper. right That's so, what's coming. So
0: something is switching mm-hmm. that actually addresses the what troubles their hearts about the separation with Jesus and it's more than they could ever imagine. And this is where he uncorks it here. You want me me to start reading this time? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we're in John chapter 14. Here's verse 15. We'll just do a little chunk here and then we'll come back to it because this is thick stuff, man. This is thick stuff. Jesus says, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he'll give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you And we'll be in you. In you. In you. Oh, we had a lot of in passages last time. Yeah. You want to stop there and just look Uh, at that for a second? Oh, we do.
1: We have to stop there. Yeah, yeah. And actually, we kind of have to stop there because we need to back up. Because remember, he had said at the be- at the end of, of last week's discussion, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, this I'll do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So he's kind of pulled all of that together yeah. about loving and keeping just like he loves and keeps what the father has said to him. And right. so the father is glorified in the son. So he's saying to them, now, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments and I will do what you ask me.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about those two words for a second, loving and keeping, mm-hmm. because um, in, in our English and our English shallow understandings of those two words, it doesn't start to <laughs> capture what's going on. Here. Especially this, keep. Especially keep. Well, even love. I mean, mm-hmm. our our cultural idea of love is kind of messed up and stuff like that. So they, they are just so central, this passage. That's one of the Bible study skills. Once you go through a section, what words do you see repeated? I think he might be emphasizing mm, this. And mm-hmm. do I fully understand what these words mean? There's always a compromise when you translate from one language to another. There's always a little bit of compromise. Sometimes the translation equivalence is great. Sometimes you, you don't know how great it is. So this is where you know if you if in the future you want to venture into looking into actual words that are used in the original language, it's really kind of fun, and there's a lot of tools. Maybe we'll get to them sometime later about how you can go about that. But let's just let's focus on the results of our doing that with the word love and the word keep. So let me let me start with the word keep. Can I do keep? Uh, please. Okay. Well, so this word keep doesn't mean obey. <laughs> Really? Yeah, and that's—I <laughs> think—that's the common misconception here. Because when you look, when you go in and you look at it, it's the same word they use when, say, like a jailer is watching a jail. What does mm-hmm. sounds bad? Right. No, it just means being attentive to, or it means, or it means. Um, um, guarding something. Yeah,
1: it's not just. I would not even put that modified. Yeah, that's it, true. It means primarily.
0: Primarily it that means to
1: keep, to guard, to treasure something.
0: It's it's something that you treasure so much you are watchful of it mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. and so that's that's why guardians using the word of guarding because you don't you don't have lapses in guarding you you stay on it. So th- we're talking about something here that when you keep it, I always imagine in my own mind taking a treasure. Uh, and hugging it to your chest and keeping it. And it's not a matter of protecting it. It's a matter of always being attentive to it because it's so valuable to you. So that's what Jesus is saying here when you, when you say keep my commandments. It's not obey my commandments and measure up obeying my commandments. It's that do you take my commandments in the very words that I say and do you treasure them and hug them to your chest and, and guard them and you're attentive to them and they, they occupy your full-time attention
1: and obedience is an outflow of that yeah
0: it's just a minor part of it yes but
1: it it is definitely a part of it yeah
0: because it would be silly for us to treasure something like that and then just disregard it well
1: because the evidence of our treasuring is acting on what we treasure
0: right but interestingly enough there's a connection back in this in the old testament psalms 119 talks about how much he loves god's law well mm-hmm. what what? Right. <laughs> you mean you mean the the thing that tells me how I'm supposed to how I'm supposed to behave is something I actually love? And in that sense, really treasure and hold close to myself. I mean, he says it's, it's more valuable to me than gold, and it tastes better in my mouth than honey, which is really an odd thing to say about God's law. But that's exactly what Jesus is doing here in a New Testament context. He's saying, is it like gold and honey, something that you treasure and you value and you hug to yourself and you're attendant to and you watch over? I mean, is it like that in your life? My commandments? Well, okay. And
1: if you love me, you will keep my commandments that way. So, you know, he is the word of God made flesh. So loving him is to love what he says or love what God has says. And if we love what God has said, then the evidence of that is we will act on it. So that's what Jesus is saying. If you love me, you're going to follow through on what I've told you because you've made the connection that what I say to you is what God is saying to you and then he goes right on and says, and I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another helper Whoa. to be with you forever.
0: Yeah, another helper.
1: Even the Spirit of Truth. Now, this is where you can start making a list about what he says about specifically about the Spirit, because they were not unfamiliar with the idea of the Spirit of right. God.
0: But but even today, we have a lot of whacked out ideas about the well, Holy Spirit. Well, and this
1: is a very personal helper, Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I'll, "I'll he'll send you another helper. He'll be with you forever." Well, that doesn't mean just eternally. Right. That means without limit,
0: without limit, a, in
1: any direction. Yeah. He's not limited by time. He's not limited by circumstance, and he will never leave you
0: wherever you go, Jesus whatever time it is. Just said
1: how I, in the flesh, I got to leave you. Right, this body is done. And I got to leave you. But I'm going to send you a helper who never will. Because he'll be in you.
0: Here's the solution to your troubled heart about our separation.
1: he'll be in you. Yeah.
0: And I like the idea that the, the, the words paraclete, And it always, I mean, it literally means to call someone alongside. Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a fantastic nearness issue in this this word. And where you call out, you call out for
1: someone to come alongside. And later on, Jesus is going to tell him, "Now it's better for you if I go, because then he can come." How is it better? Well, he's not limited by needing to sleep. He's not limited by needing to eat. The spirit is not limited by, uh, you know, people vying for his attention. Uh, mm-hmm. So Jesus said, it's going to be better for you. You know how it's been hard these three years because I've had all these other people to talk to and all these other <laughs> things to do. And I got tired. I had to sleep.
0: There's those Pharisees. and Yeah. And he also solves the problem, the fact that he says, you know, if you love me, you'll be treasuring my commandments. Well, what happens when Jesus goes away? We don't hear your commandments mm. every day, the words you say. Yeah, And he says, well, the Holy Spirit, you know, verse 17 spirit of truth you know and he'll go on and tell you more about the fact that he's your connection to truth now that that the verbal sounds of jesus voice are going away
1: so something something you should be listening for in this and i'll just clue you in ahead of time is how from this point on jesus begins to equate the holy spirit and himself and the father in this mind bending way
0: undeniable uh,
1: uh, because he has said, you know, I'm going to the Father, and the Father will send the Spirit. But later on in the next chapter, he's going to say, "Well, I'll send you the Spirit." Well, who sends him? Who well, sends him? Where's he coming from? And then right. he says, "Well, the the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth." And then he says, "The my Spirit." Yeah. Oh, wait, what what, what? what? Wait. So just listen for that. Watch for that yeah. in this conversation. Yeah,
0: and this blurring that you can't quite figure out is actually the fact that you're looking at the you're looking at the quote unquote the construction of. God, you know, in terms of the the, the Trinity of God. 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 Yeah, that smearing is not a smearing, it's all true. I mean, he hints at it very strongly at the end of 17. You know him for he dwells with you. What? Right. Well, that's me, guys. Right. So, yeah, and he will be.
1: And he'll be in in you. you.
0: So the whole separation issue is not really an issue.
1: Well, and that's another way that it's better that the Spirit comes because Jesus in the flesh could not be in them. Right. Right. He was with them. Right, but in terms of that unbroken, continual fellowship, that was a whole new idea.
0: Pretty darn portable, because pretty soon they're <laughs> going to be scattered all over the world, right. and Jesus can't right. split his time between twelve guys going all over the world. But the, he'll be in them. Wow, what a what a tremendous advance in terms of relationship mm-hmm. and addressing the the troubled hearts about being separated from
1: him. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, let's push on. Oh, 18. Yeah. You want to read 18?
1: Sure. Yeah. I will not leave you as orphans. I'll come to you yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You also will live in that day. You will know that I am in In. my father and you in In. me and I in in you. (laughs) Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. Right. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Ooh, we got to stop there.
0: Wow. No kidding. If you have a <laughs> troubled heart about the separation from Jesus, this should have wrapped it all up right here and I'll manifest myself mm. to him no matter where you go. It's not a matter of following a roadmap. It's a matter of him coming to you rather than you going to him. Wow. That's a good deal. Oh, that's a real good deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what do you make of all those ins in like verse 20?
1: Well, you know, he says, in that day. Well, in what day? Well, when the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit comes. When the Helper comes, the one who's going to come alongside to continually speak truth to you. And the world's not going to know him or recognizing him. And by the way, friends, if you are in the habit of referring to the Holy Spirit as it, you stop need to that. Stop, stop that stop right stop now. It. Jesus never refers to him as an "it." He is a person, relatable he is the person of the Spirit of Christ who takes up residence in us.
0: And if you're if you're wondering, did this ever actually happen in an overt way? Read into Acts because boy, it comes big time.
1: <laughs> what comes?
0: The Holy Spirit. It comes. Did I say it? You did. Shame he on me. Comes. He comes. He comes. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a hidden event. It's actually quite it a public It's an event, it's, but he comes. It's a public event when he comes. Yeah, exactly.
1: And that and it is it is this indwelling of the spirit through which Jesus will manifest himself to those who love him.
0: Right. Solving the problem of distance that they were fearing, that they were troubled
1: But about. you see in verse twenty-one, he he connects Keeping the commandments, loving him and keeping, loving and keeping. And I'll love you because you're treasuring me.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Interestingly enough, when John starts his gospel, he says, in the beginning was the word. Mm-hmm. And, and how you relate to, quote, the word is how you relate to Jesus. And that's, that's the actual central connection of the love part of it. I, I always look at this, too, uh, when you think about someone who's, um, uh, you know, you're either engaged or you're dating someone you know, and you're separated and you send letters back and forth like that. And oh, you take letters. those letters and you, you put them in a special container and you never throw them away and you treasure them. It's that idea, but magnified a thousand times. He's talking about here, your relationship to him is really very much centered on how you deal and how you treasure what he says, as which reflects who he is. So it's a, it's a really big deal. Love and that treasure can go hand in hand.
1: And because Jesus himself, John says, the word, that intelligent communication, that logos, who was God and is God, became flesh and Mm -hmm. dwelt among us. So Jesus was the, I don't know if this is even a word, enfleshment Enfleshment. of the intelligent communication of God.
0: Yeah, exactly. Made known, the invisible God made known known. in the flesh.
1: Walked among us so we could see his glory. Exactly,
0: yeah, yeah. So Jesus says, don't worry about the fact that we're separated in 21. I'm going to manifest myself right. to My
1: you. My body's not going to be here anymore.
0: It'll be different.
1: But you'll know me.
0: Yeah, It'll be different.
1: You'll keep knowing me.
0: But but yeah, I will manifest myself to you. So let me pick it up on 22. Okay. So then Judas, not Iscariot.
1: Because he was gone. He had <laughs> left he was the gone. body.
0: Which, by the way, that's a wonderful piece of foresight on John's part or the Holy Spirit's part. So people, so critics in the future will say, aha, gotcha. Judas left the room and now Judas is speaking. Can't be. So he includes in there, hey, you guys, this is Judas, not Iscariot. That was a common name. Okay. So anyway, Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, well, how is it that you'll manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered him, well, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. There it is again. There it is again. And my father will love him and we, and we (laughs) will come to him, get ready for it and make our home with him whoever does not love me does not keep my words and the word that you hear is not mine but it's the father's who sent me okay stop wow <laughs> wow news news bulletin this is this is crazy this is cool this is
1: big okay so why would you just ask this question Well, because they were expecting that he was gonna manifest himself as king
0: right and right? how can you do that only to us and not the world right i mean isn't that part of the point to manifest yourself to the world and put all down those bad guys How are you going to manifest to us, not the world? What? (laughs) But interestingly enough, the manifestation comes in terms of how we treasure his word. And the result of us treasuring his word, which is actually treasuring who God is himself, is the fact that the father and the son take the initiative to come to you and to make their home with you. And how
1: do they do that? wow in the person of their holy spirit the holy spirit
0: the holy spirit is how this happens this solves the problem of the separation and jesus is trying to wrap their mind around the fact that you know even even when they when uh when he was asked you know we don't we don't know how to follow you we don't know where you're going can you show us the way in a sense he's saying that's not your responsibility really because the father and i will come to you we'll come yeah, we'll come. We take that initiative. So your
1: responsibility is to love me and treasure, treasure my word.
0: Treasure my word. And we'll come. And we'll figure it out after that.
1: And we'll send you a helper. Oh, and the helper will be us.
0: <laughs> right. And I, and I love the fact wow. that he doesn't just say, I'll be near you. He says, I'll make my home. And when you make a home, that's really yeah. a conscious decision to abide, to put down roots, and settle, to down. settle down right there. God is God wants to settle down in you.
1: This is where I live.
0: Yeah, this is where I live. This is the dwelling place of God in man what which is why paul so easily made the connection when he says that we're we're the temple of god Uh and that sounds presumptuous but all he's saying is what jesus is saying right here because during their time in a figurative sense god's dwelling place on earth was in that temple and now paul says well his dwelling place is in us now right And so we're that temple.
1: That actually is an incredible line of thought to trace this idea of God dwelling in a movable tabernacle in the wilderness. And then a temple anchored to the ground in the time of David and Solomon. And then that temple goes away and is rebuilt. But when Jesus comes, he says, hey, I am the dwelling place of God among you. And then when the Holy Spirit comes, he says, you are the dwelling place of God. You're the dwelling place of God. And that is all fulfilled then in Revelation 20, 21, 22. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that Mm -hmm. is an incredible picture. That is a huge overarching story of God wanting to dwell in our midst and how he develops that idea for us.
0: It, this is the theme of the Bible. Of the Bible, God <laughs> I mean, it wants is, to dwell. It's in It's not us. incidental. It's not incidental. The dwelling place of God is with man. That was that's always mm. been the intent. He that's made what He us, always wanted made us for fellowship with Him, and He's not going far. And you don't have to solve the bridge the problem of separation. He's got that down. He's going to do it. Well, you need to move on for short on time. Twenty-five. <laughs> We're always you, short on you time. You want to take twenty-five?
1: These things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance Mm, all that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I'm going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I'm going to the Father, for the Father's greater than I. And now I've told you before it takes place so that when it does take place you may believe I'll no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming he has no claim on me but I do as the father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the father rise let's go from here
0: I always chuckle when he says, uh, I, I'll no longer talk much, except for chapters 15, 16, well, and 17. you
1: know, what it means is the time is getting short.
0: Time's getting short, right? yeah. Cause right,
1: because here they are about, they're leaving the upper room and walking mm-hmm. across the valley and over to Gethsemane. Right, right, So, you know, the the clock is ticking, and Jesus is acutely aware of that, and he is in control of the time.
0: Yep, yep. And he makes what well, good use of it, because we see in chapter 18, and that's when they arrive, that's when they cross the Kidron, and they go in they the garden of gethsemane so in that transit from the upper room to the garden he teaches us chapters mm-hmm. 15 16 and we hear his big prayer in 17 so there's a lot to come for him to finish this discussion about the separation
1: and you all know what's in chapter 15 about i'm the vine and you're the branches that yeah. is this continual amplification of what it means for the spirit to be in you right and right. he gives them a very visual a uh, lesson a visual picture that they'll never forget
0: yeah and isn't it just a wonderfully pragmatic result of the of the indwelling of the holy spirit that he says he'll he'll teach you all things he'll allow you to remember everything that i've said and the big result is shalom it's peace peace it's peace it's a wholeness because of that
1: profound well-being right
0: the opposite of troubled hearts mm. by the way that's what he's talking about mm. and that's what the holy spirit is going to go so so yeah he says i am going away and I'll come to you, but check out the relationship. It will be more intimate than ever before, but it'll be different. It'll be different, but it'll be better.
1: So if you find yourself troubled, continually plagued by unpeace, then mm-hmm. you got to ask the question well, what is my relationship to the living word of God? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus says, I'm leaving you peace. I'm giving you my very own peace. Don't go on being troubled. Mm-hmm. Remember, he had started this conversation mm-hmm. by saying, Don't go on yeah. being troubled. Believe
0: me believe, believe me. in me yeah and what great results that brings so uh, we're just saying that if you have the symptoms of a troubled heart mm-hmm. <laughs> it may be because you're a little deficient in staying in god's word
1: and lord what am i not believing yeah. about you
0: yeah because when we're troubled in our heart we're actually believing wrong things about god whether we be- whether we understand it or not you know we talk about the fact that fear is a repudiation of God's sovereignty. I mean, if I fear, that means that, oh, gee, maybe God's not in control of things, so I'm going to fear. We
1: are living in a time of great trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and it, and many, many believers, spirit-indwelt believers, are struggling with trouble in their yeah, hearts. Yeah, And so that's why we are doing what we're doing, bringing you, helping you come into the Word of God as yeah. an antidote to living with a troubled heart.
0: Yeah. So the, the presence of the Holy Spirit attending to his word treasuring it treasuring it you know treating it like honey on the lips like the psalmist wrote i mean these are all key issues it's partially why we're driven to do even this broadcast is because we know that when we get in the word we're changed and the troubled hearts start to fade away and the reality of who god is takes on prominence and the are the for part of our brains and we go, wait, that's right. God still is in control. This is what he has in store for me. This is how, how I go down the path of life. And it really starts for us with the word and how we treasure it. Mm -hmm. And, and which is why also, you know, we started out last time talking about doing it in a very relaxed kind of way. This is not an academic endeavor. Mm -mm. This is a matter of taking the word and letting it slowly wash over and through your mind and into your heart. And, and it changes your perspective on the larger reality of life. And hearts aren't troubled anymore Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah and so that's all jesus is doing with the apostles right here he's trying to he's trying to combat this troubled hearts about the separation and his good news is look guys the separation is not what you think and Mm -hmm. it's and and i am going to take the initiative to come to you and abide in you so chill
1: <laughs> well and you know he's been saying if you love me you'll keep my commandments mm-hmm. and then look at how this chapter ends he says uh you know the ruler of this world is coming he has no claim on me no claim. but i'm doing as the father has commanded me so that the world may know that i love the father well he had already said to them the world is going to know that you love me Fine. if you love one another exactly so you know that's a a direct comparison he's saying i I am doing exactly what I am commanding you to do. I am loving the Father and doing what He has sent me to do. And yeah. so I'm telling you, if you love me, you will do, you will treasure my word and do as I have told you.
0: And this is the continued incarnation. Yeah. Through the Holy Spirit, through us. Which is why Paul takes a leap to categorize the church of believers, the collection of believers, as the body of of Christ, it's kind of like mm-hmm. collectively, it's the it's the second incarnation of God's Spirit. That how the same way it was in Jesus' body, now He does through His body of distributed believers spread out all over the and
1: world. And it is glorious. It is what yeah. makes God recognized in the world. is this unity of all these disparate, varied peoples from yeah. every tribe, tongue, nation, color. Uh, you know, Paul says that that the glory the glory the hope of glory is christ in you, in you. that's colossians in one twenty-seven. that's
0: right paul comes back to this over and over it's and over you. again in christ you. in, you. In, in you. you in you in you in you in <laughs> you What does that mean? So if you were wondering in the previous part of chapter 14, what it meant by greater works.
1: Mm.
0: Now you see what the greater works are. Now we're talking about the body of Christ distributed throughout the entire world with the Holy Spirit dwelling in us and accomplishing in a distributed way what Jesus could only do as a single man. Now he does through his body, the church. And that's us. And we glorify who God is as we love. And they'll know that you're from God because you love. Mm. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Our time is gone.
0: Oh man! <laughs> well, look, come back with us next week. We're going to tra- start into fifteen. These what's what I call the transition teachings. As he's on the way to the Garden we're of Gethsemane, we're walking through the walking right? through the videos. and he's making comments on things he sees and touches. And this is some of the this is some of the most choice teaching of Jesus anywhere in the Scriptures. I mean, he is getting in his last thoughts with these guys as they're going to the Garden of Yosemite and certainly thereafter he's going to be rested. So. Wow. So join with us next week. We'd love to have you with us. You read chapter 15, 16, 17. The next time 15. Yeah.
1: And keep asking yourself the question, what does this mean that he is in me?
0: In, and that he's going to make his home in you. In and he has. He already has okay. if you
1: believe him. So join oh, us. My friends. Yeah,
0: we'll look more into that next week. So I'm Jim and I'm Dorothy. And we're so glad you're with us. Join us next week on Inc. More Than Inc. is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City and is solely responsible for its content. To contact us with your questions or comments, just go to our website, morethaninc.org.
1: Okay, well, I think we're on the right track. We need to do that again.
0: Yeah.